What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Swolecast Off-Season Edition. Um, listen, it's been a couple of weeks since we've seen you. There's been a lot that has happened. Uh, maybe not so much in the football space, but just in our personal lives, really. Like, we had the draft. We had Pete going to Miami. We had uh, Davis finalizing house stuff. Uh, Tuttle got a new computer. Um, I continue to be a thought leader in the NFT space. So a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff's been happening. Davis, let's start with you. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing, I'm doing all right, man. You know, I, I still am running um, because I have what in the lending industry would say creative streams of revenue. Yeah. It's been, it's been a little bit of a, of a back and forth with lots of paperwork with my lending agent to document where all of these various funds are, are coming from. Do you think she knew what she, or he or she knew what they were getting themselves into whenever they like took you on as a client? No, no, they had no idea. It was, it was done. I just searched for, I just did a bunch of applications and selected the rate that was the best. So no, the, this you guy had no idea. get what you paid for, lending agent. You get what you paid for. So like, take us through that as far as you're buying a house, you say creative streams. So like, what do you have to do to um, prove that? Like these, like these top shot, whatever. I can only imagine some of the creative revenue that you have. Like, what does that involve? He, he slides over the uh, Tyler Hero <laughs> sale receipt yeah. and he says, this was the worst day of my life, but you're going to need to see this. <laughs> top shot sales have decreased. A thousand percent since. So one of them was the top shot sale, but as you know, top shot, a Canadian company. So when you get the money from top shot when it slides into your bank account it you know it doesn't come in as as you know dapper labs or whatever it, it comes in as uh, a payment processor so all the only the only verification is you know uh the payment processor x and it's like you know x thousands of dollars um comes in and and so that just looks like that could be anything right and so i had to do paperwork for that uh, had to do paperwork for uh, Patreon receipts. Like, what what is a Patreon? What what is that? Uh, you know, and then lots of obviously PayPal withdrawals. Um, so it's just been it's it's honestly been a nightmare. Like so much so much paperwork and sending of documents around. I I mean, <clears throat> I can only imagine. That's why anybody in the uh, the creative stream space just liquidate for two months and then. And then that, that, that that, way. Yeah. Great, great advice for the kids, Dave, just get it all yeah. in cash and just have the cash sit for, sit for two months and then do it. Don't, don't get it together in two months and then, and then start trying to explain. That's great it's advice. For I the sold kids. my hero. Got <laughs> my house. I, I wish, I wish that I would have had a recording of the conversation of me explaining top shot to my lender. Like it would have been pretty good. <laughs> all right. Um, Peter, how are you doing? Like, have you fully recovered from the trip to Miami? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't too bad as far as um, you know recovering. Uh, it was. It was a nice time. It was. It was very fun. Jeremy, I can confirm, is living uh, his best life down there in Miami. And uh, yeah, they pulled out all the stops for us. They took us to a beach club. They had rented a sweet studio for the uh, the underdog stream, which a lot of people uh, got off their casting couch jokes. Uh, so shout out to everyone there. We were not in fact in a porn studio recording that, but yeah. It was oh, what time. happened to Davis? Uh-oh. 
What a what a cuss. Jeez. Speaking of technical difficulties, Davis normally isn't the one having technical difficulties on the show. It's impressive. Okay, so I'm just gonna say that watching the stream of you guys gave me serious DK TV vibes because we went down to Miami. And we had like this big studio with like a similar setup uh, when like we launched. <clears throat> and obviously there were some audio issues. I fired off an earlier joke, an early joke. I actually deleted that tweet and it takes a lot for me to delete. Wait, you deleted a, a, a j- about the like a porn yeah. joke? No, no, I, I, please. <laughs> No, about the audio. I said I am um I am auditioning for the head of audio position at um at Underdog Fantasy and like a joke like five minutes into it, but then like it it didn't really get any better. So I deleted it. I'm like, well, I don't want to people think I'm dunking on them because I I honestly like liked watching it, but it's it's tougher than people think to like create a stream with multiple inputs and well, I felt bad. Yeah, I I had a lot of concerns uh, heading into that. Uh, my concerns were founded, uh, apparently. But <laughs> the uh, the thing about them, the people there had an incredible space. They're they're an art collective, so like yeah. all of the set pieces, like any random props, stuff like that, they were a plus. But they, I don't think ha- they hadn't thought through all of the things going on with guests, screen shares, all of that. So yeah, we uh, we had to adapt on the fly. Uh, quickly it was not ideal we powered through and uh, apparently forced thought leaders to delete their tweets i watched the uh the vlog and uh yeah yeah. and at one point you said well i i like skimmed through it at one point you're like yeah we think we should go down a little earlier just to do some testing make sure (laughs) that everything's okay and it was early enough it's very small casty with uh, with the, the the production, but the the content was good, especially when um, when you guys were trying to joke around with Schefter, and I think he probably didn't know who Jack was. First of all, um, how could he Schefter? not know who Jack is? Thought leader, thought leader, Jack Settlement, Gen Z thought leader. Jack was just saying absurd shit, and then I was trying to make jokes, and he was just like not realizing they were jokes it was uh it was a fun time because Schefter's pretty intense like he is yeah. like that's that's how he has achieved the fame that he has like well i i did the show with field yates on thursday the my randomizer draft and you know field is like a, a baby Schefter, but field has that sense of humor he's rolling with the punches to get that but yeah. Schefter is just like no i am wired in to this news fire hose 24 7 and i can't break for any comedy yeah, well, and also the Rogers thing. It probably he was on uh, pins and needles because uh, was getting you know multiple requests and people all sorts of stuff with uh, the Aaron Rodgers stuff. Well, so. well, Tuttle, we know that we know that Dave was locked into the vlog because Dave is one of actually the founders of Daily Fantasy Sports vlogs. Yeah, from his from his keep no, the eye out days. No, you gotta, you gotta do a vlog. No, that was Tuttle that did the vlog. I did the article. Tuttle did the uh, turning did the singular article. Tuttle of, did the singular vlog. No, I didn't do. I didn't do any vlogs. Yes, you did. I don't think I. I want to yeah. watch a Tuttle vlog. No, we oh, I, I'm gonna. I've I'm gonna the, side I've with got Tuttle the here. tape. I've, I've got the no receipts. Way. I don't think yes. he posted a single because the. 
the thought process was okay this was back in the fantasy insiders days yeah for it first started david wanted to we tried to get david to provide content and he legit just did one video <laughs> called keeping the eye out it wasn't even a, was it a video it was an article it might have just I been think. an article it was a video yeah. i don't know but anyways we couldn't get him on the hook for more than one one article slash video and so then we had the idea we should we should do the vlog and you actually see a lot of people do it now it's it's basically was pete's build <laughs> bankroll builder challenge right yeah. like you play a week you, you update and we wanted to did we want to do it with cardi's projections or sis this was cardi days this was Cardi's, but it was like early, early, early days. And I think it started off pretty bad. I, th- I think it started off like just four losing days in a row or whatever. And we hadn't posted anything yet. And we're like, yeah, we're not, we're just not going to do this. We're not going to do this. <laughs> so, yeah, did, I, I thought I was just about to learn that it wasn't Casey Neistat who invented the vlog, that it was actually David oh. Kitchen. That's, I thought that's, I we thought that's headed. the angle we were going to take <laughs> yeah. it to. I thought that was actually going to be the, the end direction. Oh man, the the vloggers. I mean, really, Pete. If you think about it, your weekend in Miami could not have happened without David's groundbreaking DK Pros weekend in Miami. Dave, Dave, ah, kind of was the true. originator yeah. of the fantasy sports trip to Southern Florida. Well, and I mean, I walked around all weekend, kind of with imposter syndrome, just knowing that I wouldn't be here <laughs> if it wasn't for Dave. You know, hand selecting me to be on the full cast. I mean, just everywhere I look, I'm reminded it's of true. what he's done for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's natural to feel that way. Listen, I'm happy. The only, my only request is like you pay it for, and you're kind of doing that with Jack. Like it's, uh, it's the soccer Dave, the tree. So I think, <laughs> I think, uh, I think, Jack. I think Jack would, uh, would really take offense to that. I, I think Jack very much thinks of himself as his own person. I don't think he wants to think of himself uh, as Pete's protege. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Pete still takes, he can still take the credit for that with yeah. uh, bringing him on. The He's got a lot to learn. And... Let's just say that. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> okay. My favorite thing that happened on Twitter this week was everyone retweeting settlements <laughs> now we don't even think about the drops getting pushed back <laughs> that, that was <laughs> oh, i enjoyed i enjoyed him on the stream like that you guys were going to uh give um the let's see what you're gonna give a champagne to um uh, to justin right oh yeah 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 and so like before it even started it's like we're gonna go out and, and then you're like no don't it's like don't <laughs> don't like he's just ruining your creative uh, like what you had planned and that's that's what i appreciate yeah he's the he's, he's, he says what's on his mind and he asks for yeah. forgiveness later you know yeah. that's just how, he, how these yeah. these gen x guys roll at least he asked for forg- forgiveness i mean you've got your own davis maddock there uh but davis doesn't ask for forgiveness he just davis? do you what ask now? for forgiveness no, Davis never has asked for forgiveness. <laughs> In has context he ever done of anything what? Wrong? Like, what if you like? What if you ever like? When was the last time that you have asked for forgiveness like publicly? I mean, that doesn't seem like something I would ever do. Exactly. Because that would, that would. I just was wondering, I was just wondering in what the context Dave was talking about, but yeah, obviously asking for forgiveness means somewhere along the lines, you would admit that you were wrong to begin with, which that, also that doesn't say, which does not sound like something I would do. All right. Um, so I'm scrolling twice. Twitter and just now realized that CSU and Andy were part of the uh, the Christie's punk uh, collection winner. Is that is that public public knowledge? 
Well, I mean, it is now. It it was very funny because right before the show, Andy was telling us, and then I said, is this something that we need to keep under wraps? And he's like, yeah. And then like Pete, five minutes into the show, <laughs> mentions it and then immediately clams up. And we, I was saying that it was the equivalent of Pete doing one of his tweets that he immediately deletes, except he did it on a live stream and there was no way to delete it. So yeah, it's it's public knowledge now. Them and uh, Harala Bob were part of a collective that that got it. Yeah, the the Pete the Pete immediate tweet delete. It's one of my favorite genres of DFS Twitter. Like we're all one shining big bubble of energy under God's love. Thirteen retweets, eighty seven faves deleted in in like seven minutes. It's amazing. Oh man, yeah. that was just such a good. Did, did you such guys? A good did you guys see? I mean, I I was posting it because I was just losing my shit. But did you see the gallery? How they showed them for people in the Christie's space? So I thought it was a bit. I, I thought too. that was. I thought it was a bit, and they were just trying to. It looked like a sticky note. It was like the. I was. I saw it last night after the stream, and I was at my desk by myself, crying, laughing. Like it was the <laughs> funniest shit I'd ever seen. Did you guys see this video? They they outbidded you. The, yeah, so they're they're sending they're walking people through the physical gallery and they have like I, I assume prints of the stuff that they're auctioning off or whatever. And then like the and the other thing that's so funny is it's like a punks person who's like looking for it to like take a video to post on Twitter. And so the caption is like first sighting of the punk. They literally have to zoom in like up on top of a wall for what had to have been like a two inch by two inch piece of paper of the alien punk, just a speck on a wall. And that was how they were advertising it. And they were they were um, saying it was like a scavenger hunt. Like they wanted it to be fun, but it clearly was like, we don't give a shit about this at all. They're uh, not going to devote any real estate to it. Did anyone at the physical location actually bid on it? That I don't know. I don't know. It's It was hard to tell like how that was working. Obviously they have like the intermediaries fielding the phone calls from the bids, but I'm not sure if there was anyone <laughs> live there bidding on it. Okay, so I, I didn't tune in to the uh, to Club Top Shot last night because I was in the world of uh, doggy meme coins. Uh oh. I wanted to see. Are you are you a dog? Are you a dog money holder? Uh, no, I don't, I'm not sure you would call me a, a holder, uh, a hodler, or anything. But can I, I hold on? Wait, I need to I need to pause this discussion for one second because yeah. I need to I need to discover something I just recently learned. Not only is the is the game stock thing still going, there are people on Reddit who ardently believe that GameStop stock is like gonna go to a million dollars a share. Like there, there's all of this complicated, clearly fake, you know, technical analysis and and chart reading and examination of short squeezes and everything. There are, I, I would say, probably hundreds of thousands of people involved in this GameStop thing at this point it's, that believe that this is like the financial revolution. It's it's I, it was breaking games, my mind. You keep on saying GameStop. Do you mean GameStop? GameStop. It's like it's, that's called a portmanteau, David. Oh, okay. Uh. Remember, Davis doesn't have to ask for forgiveness if he right. never admits being wrong in the first place. So correct. So the the dog meme coins. This kind of started like right after you know Elon Musk is the guy the, the, the worst Doge, person of all seven billion people on Earth, perhaps. Shiba, <laughs> and then everyone starts like. I'm seeing all this stuff on on Twitter. I'm like, okay, well, I, I need to know like what's going on here. 
So next thing you know, I'm in these Telegram chats. There's like, I'm guessing it's like Poodle. And they they all have like the same sort of style, um, the same, I guess it's it's like the same show over and over again. And it's one big game of chicken. Like it's one big game of buy, 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 sell. Like, and then the, the Sounds floor- Sounds like a the, healthy the rug, economy we have. <laughs> uh, the rug is just like pulled out. It's like, how is this- how is this even legal? And and like that's this is I guess the what you get with like decentralization where people can do whatever they want. But no, it's- I I want to completely push back against this point. I I actually hate this narrative that crypto trading is yeah. it's all about market manipulation and pulling the rug out and getting out because this same stuff happens amongst Wall Street firms and and you know publicly traded companies and and billion dollar hedge funds all the time it's, it's no the only- but not like this but see davis you're saying like i'm not saying like all crypto i'm saying this specific yeah the meme, meme altcoin that's th- that serve no purpose and they launch and they have um you know a certain amount of liquidity that they provide and then it's just like whenever you get to the top and then everyone just like pulls the rug and it's all on uniswap and so like you're already paying all this money for like the gas fees. It was fascinating slash a little bit sad. Richard, it, I feel like I'm going to ask you the question that Davis, I remember asked you a couple months ago when this all started, are yeah. you just buying and holding any ETH and not <laughs> dumping it into all these <laughs> projects? <laughs> if Dave, I would- Bro, Dave, <laughs> come on, man. No, I do. I do. I do have some. Like if you got um, if you got margin called right now for for ten ETH, no. what would happen? <laughs> <laughs> Just by the way, as we were as we were heading on air, um, due to this this dog money meme you're talking about, it was revealed that uh, Vitalik has fifteen billion dollars worth of Shiba Inu coin. But he's but uh, um. So a lot of these projects, they send half of the shares to Vitalik and then the other half is like what you're you're bidding on. And so apparently like he has sold some of these shares that they've sent him. It's kind of like when people gift Josh Hart oh, yeah. uh, a moment and yeah. then he <laughs> will just turn around and sell it even more. And th- this meme coin thing, honestly, has wrecked the gas fees because now I can't even buy or sell or farm board apes anymore. And like that, I mean, that was the thing last week was, was board. You guys had a great run. (laughs) It's still there. It's just gas fees with anything ETH concerned, like need to come down NFT boxes. Um, You've got the, any sort of like swapping, Right now, it's ridiculously high. And then, like, the apes, the me bits, everything on OpenSea, it's ridiculous. What? You know what? How, how sick would this be? So Vitalik has, has just basically infinite amount of money. What if he had, like, a gas-free day where Vitalik covers the gas All the gas. For everybody. And just think about the boom in the ETH market. A day with ETH. I would I would just covered. get all of my ETH out of every liquidity pool, every state. I would just move it all into cold storage. I would just I would remove all of my ETH from the chain. It would all go into cold storage. It's all on Vitalik. 
do it, bud. It'll be a do best it. marketing. Vitalik, we know you listen to the show. Um, I like it. It's a good idea, Pete. I wonder what Paro's at right now. Dave, uh, the Mex- Dave, it's Dave, the Mexican- Dave, Dave, promise me for your children's future. <laughs> oh, man, it is down Five? big time. Buddy. <laughs> not even, not even 10. Five ETH, one Bitcoin, move it, put it on a ledger, put it on a ledger, and put, the, put it in a security deposit What's box, he going to use to buy Pranksy's boxes? No, I just, Dave, I... Five ETH is ETH, fine. ETH is fine. And I can get ETH whenever because uh, I'm... I can get ETH whenever because I can sell yeah. my NFT boxes. No, no, because <laughs> I, I'm staking, uh, you know, when you stake the Board at Yacht Club <laughs> liquidity pools, you can just re- you can remove Jesus whatever. Christ, dude. So... Kitchen, uh, are you playing, like musical chairs with your capital <laughs> yeah. like moving it to every new project or are you no just it's like spread it out, out no he's he's aping in he's aping in a million no it's like spread out and then i will remove it's like it's dfs has prepared me for this <laughs> as far as like you take out your initial and then you move it to something else um but the the board apes Here are we go. first of all really cool art and the community it's not just a cash grab the community it's not just the 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 community community. the community community. there's a reason why that's a joke when we say it dave yeah so (laughs) so uh one night i woke up like this was two weeks ago i woke up i'd fallen asleep on the couch and then i see it, thank you. Because uh, I'm just like a dad. So I wake up at like 11.30 or 12 and then I see on Twitter everybody talking about the Bored Apes. And there's no FOMO yield curve where you got to pay more for you know the more that are sold. And so people, it's the same thing that happened to like the Mooncats where it's just like get as many as you can, mint as many as you can before they all sold out. So that happened. I- I, I want to talk about something that people actually give a shit about, which yeah, is not okay. this story at all. How are the all moon right. bits, moon cats doing? How are the moon, the moon cats bits? Doing? <laughs> the moon. So the so the moon cats. That the will floor, be a project within a week. Moon bits. <laughs> <laughs> Someone did it. Me bits and and moon cats. I can't. The, I'd already. Have. <laughs> the floor is invested. Is point two uh, on these. Okay. We got him for seriously, free. Seriously, Dave. Seriously, I can't, I can't with this anymore. My attention span was done like 79 seconds ago. What I actually want to talk about with, with Pete and Tuttle is the, the idea that, that BTC has become the boomer oh coin. Boy. Oh, boy. The maxi part of the show. So yeah, Wig- been, Wiggins is all about that talk now. I've been having these conversations with with Wiggins over like over like the last two weeks, where he's like mocking me for not selling Bitcoin into F. You know, we're calling we calling BTC Boomer Coin. To, you know, ancient Tom Brady did the laser eyes, and and also Bales has noted <laughs> no, this in a Top couple Brady. tweets. Brady, Top Brady is his name. <laughs> our, our man, our man Steve. Steve. Yeah, Fink, Fink, is Fink has completely. Fink is like Bitcoin. I can't even like he's out. He's all in like chain link and DeFi. Like it's all. But I I do find that I think that people are going to have the same response to the inevitable, you know, bear market with crypto and alts and everything that they had in in 2018, which was uh, when all when all the dust settles, 
they're they're very much going to wish they had not moved their Bitcoin into these alternative things. And that do you think ETH is an alternative thing? Well, now that you mention it, I I'm pretty big on on EIP fifteen ninety nine. I I've been doing a lot of reading on the on the protocol from <laughs> that's going to come in on July fourteenth, which basically. I, I'm not. I'm not a, an ETH programmer, right? I don't. Obviously. I don't speak this language. <laughs> yeah. No, you just said you've been doing a lot of reading. What have you been? Reading? <laughs> what I what I understand is that protocol fifteen ninety nine. It's going to turn F. It's going to turn F deflationary. Um, the miners are going to begin to basically burn F, like like something you would hear from an NFT project. Like as part of the block mining, F is going to start being burned in a corresponding way to how many people are using the network, which is uh, obviously if if ETH becomes deflationary instead of inflationary, which it has been through the first five years of its existence, it becomes an entirely different value proposition. To answer, I am I'm, I'm caught in that pretzel myself yeah. as far as do I want to cycle some of my Bitcoin over into ETH? Um, I'm, Oh, you haven't either. You haven't changed any positions. No. I mean, I've accumulated more ETH through an alter ego who launched an NFT project, but I haven't (laughs) myself done any, any balancing. So you guys don't believe in the flippening. So I want, I want the argument because I'm I'm pretty, I'm not nearly into this stuff as as much as you guys are. It's basically utility, right? Is the argument for ETH? Well, the, the argument for ETH is that like uh, it's the it's the meme of come on do something. You poke Bitcoin with a stick. You say come on do something, and it does it. It just does the same thing it's always done. There's only 21 million of them. As there are more dollars, as there are more, you know, everything that exists in the world, there are still only 21 Bitcoin. There will ne- or 21 million. There'll never be any more. And then the other argument is, you can't do anything with it. You can't you can't yield farm it. You can't stake it. You can't lend it. Except oh well, you can lend it, but yeah, you, can you need. Lend it. Yeah. You can lend it, but it's through a multi-sig solution that's not easy. I I think that I could you get a bunch of like stable coins and shit, right? No, no, you you can there there you so yes and no. <laughs> you can you can lend it, but it's through a multi-sig platform. The one I know is called Hoddle Hoddle, which um, Nate Noling actually does. If if anyone wants to hit him up and ask him about it, but it's much easier to lend and to stake and to pool liquidity with ETH and with stable coins for sure. And then the biggest downfall is gas, right? Well, gas and up until now, ETH has not been a deflationary currency. And also a group of dudes run Ethereum. Vitalik and the Ethereum Foundation have like 60% of the voting rights of the Ethereum network. They can do whatever they want. They have in the past forked uh, forked the blockchain unanimously, which is what Ethereum Classic is. It is the pre-2016 DAO hack ethereum which still exists and you can still run stuff on ethereum classic i I don't know if anyone does but that's that's basically the argument is bitcoin is fully decentralized and ethereum is not i think it's interesting too i heard someone talking about this with the btc maxis that a lot of them are just completely anchored to their personal brands on twitter like their entire personal brand is just talking about btc maximalism and 
would it surprise anyone if they were accumulating ETH, trading ETH, whatever, but like they can't go on Twitter and brag about their new ETH position because all of their followers, they have, you know, revved up into a frenzy over just buying Bitcoin. So I think there's probably an interesting thing going on where a lot of the BTC maximalists probably have some ETH right now. <laughs> yeah, but I... <laughs> Do we think Pierre Rochard owns more than than 0.1 ETH? That I think that's, that's the ultimate or, test, right? Or Jason Williams going parabolic, like... Like these guys that you definitely know, like on the Twitter timeline, like who, who is who there's, <laughs> there are people on, on both sides, but after seeing all the applications I Davis, I just don't know how you can still be a maxi for Bitcoin. I'm not a ma I, I that is an, in a, that is a, that is a non-accurate representation you, of my position. Well, you, but you I, don't believe I, Dave, in I guarantee ETH, you don't believe in what ETH does wrong. enough, enough to, to sell BTC for it. Right. Correct. That's correct. Yeah. I mean, Dave, I have more of my net worth in ETH than you do for sure. Um, are you counting NFTs as yeah, are you counting yeah. moon are you counting or not? Well, because that is, that is or not. I'm just saying total percentage of my of my life worth of the total dollars of to my name. Okay. My, my, my just entire thing is I do not trust myself remotely as a trader. Even if I'm more bullish on Ethereum for sure. in midterm than Bitcoin, I still don't even trust myself to rebalance. And I would just rather shift my um, accumulating to more heavy ETH than actually trigger a trade. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I completely agree with that position. I feel like even if I, even if I was like staying up until four o'clock in the morning researching, you know, DeFi projects like like Soccer Dave, um, I, I feel like I would I would sell into ETH and then the next day BTC would have like an eight percent pump and ETH would be down nine percent and I'd be like, well, great, like I just I just wiped out ten percent of my of my net worth on a whim when. Uh, so Dave, do you do you ever listen? Have you ever listened to Coin Talk Show? No. Mm -mm. Well, you have first to understand. You have to understand that the majority of my experience is like through the NFT world. Like that is the, that's the, that is the, which is so weird to me, which is so weird because Why? I feel like the, the normal on-ramp is crypto into NFT. I feel like NFT into crypto is a very weird on-ramp. Well, Top Shot opened up a lot of people just to the NFT space. And in order to participate, you had to have crypto. Um, to, for these other projects. And so that's how, like, I never got in the fall. I never got into the, uh, you know, the yield farming stuff. But when I imagine have, how rich, imagine how rich you'd be if you'd been yield farming ETH and USDC this entire time instead of right. everything else. Right. And, and so like, but the way that Wouldn't I have learned to do this show anymore, <laughs> the way that I learned is, <laughs> is that I, I had 10 apes and I wanted to stake some and then earn muse while doing it. Like that's how I learned about the process of yield farming is through the experience of NFT. So that's like, that's, that's my experience. It's not like watching a bunch of videos and stuff, because honestly that stuff still, I still don't understand all the DeFi stuff. Okay, I understand well, that it has a lot of potential though. There's a huge education gap with all of this stuff. Right. Like, it, I, yeah. I, so coin talk show would be up your alley, Dave. It's not, it is not a technical analysis. It's like, it's just bros 
talking about crypto. It's my it's my favorite podcast ever. Um, Aaron Aaron Lammer and Jay Kang host. I thought it. you said Ship Chasing was your favorite podcast ever. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I'm surprised this he didn't is say a, his own podcast wasn't well, his favorite. Well, okay, podcast my ever. own my podcast is my my favorite. Obviously, uh, on, Pete, do you listen I've back to your own episodes, Davis. No, never. Okay. I, I hate right. the sound of my own voice. Um, on on repeats, we all do. Um. You know, Pete, there's this very interesting thing that I I used to religiously listen to every episode of Ship Chasing. Like it would like it would come out and I would listen to it right away. But as you and I and me and P- and Karain have become like I talk to you guys every day. You guys are my you guys are my good friends. I I still listen, but I definitely don't listen immediately to like I don't have that same like zealotry towards the episodes um, because you're getting a patreon behind the scenes access to our thoughts we need to start I, charging I, you for this yeah you gotta do I, I, I don't know honestly honestly i don't know <laughs> honestly i i don't i don't know the reason why why that is but i i just have noticed that right. um but anyway so so coin talk show has been a crypto podcast since 2017 basically you know at the beginning of the first bull run they stopped doing episodes for a while but they put out a couple this year and one of the things they talked about was the smartest thing to do during a bull run is just is to just grow up and to not be so enamored with everything that's going on. And like they were they were telling stories of how like when ETH was worth like eight dollars, they would they would buy like 75 ETH and then trade them the next day when it was up 12 percent, you know, make like, you know, 200 bucks or whatever. And they they were just going over like all these mistakes of like if I had just bought it and logged out and not been so enamored with it, I would be you know, several factors more wealthy. And that is, that's basically my feeling on crypto is that all the, the NFTs and the staking and the yada, yada, and everything that there is going on, it is kind of a distraction at the end of the day of like, just stack sats and, and, and get as much, I, what's, I, what's the, what's the denominator of, of ETH that people say like a guay? No, that's the denominator for the gas. <clears throat> I was just, I read the white paper. I read the Ethereum white paper the other day and it had it in there. Nice flex. Yeah. Well, I was doing it because <laughs> Wiggins was giving me so much shit. Wiggins was like, Wiggins was like, you Davis, don't understand. In a former and- life, in a former life, you would like just hold gold, right? You would be a gold holder. Yeah, like if I was if I was Peter Schiff, I'd be like, I'm not buying any of this new crap. Yeah. I'm just I'm just buying gold. Yeah. Would you agree that Bitcoin is gold in this scenario and ETH is oil? It's a little bit different because we don't know how much gold there is. There could be gold on the moon. There could be gold depositories we've never found. We know exactly. You think that's a, gold that's a theory. That's a legit theory that people have is that there could be gold on the moon. That's like a, that's like a, that's like a, a crypto conspiracy thing is that people think there might be gold on the moon or hey, on other planets. We or found there's... cats on the moon. I don't know why there couldn't be gold. <laughs> <Davis>. <laughs> so, so I, I have, I, I actually do own a little bit of gold. Um, don't feel, don't feel, don't feel great about it. <laughs> <laughs> but bitcoin bitcoin definitely is the digital gold in this scenario it's just so funny to me that like you were on like the cutting edge right like you, when everybody else was not talking about it, you're like buy bitcoin buy bitcoin and now that bitcoin is boomer coin the best you, asset of the last decade you <laughs> like you've lost some of the the cool factor and everyone's do like, I need to, do I need to like add hashtag Ethereum you. into my bio? Do I need to put hashtag Ethereum in the bio? 
I do. I do agree with Dave's point, Davis, because like I was saying, you have you're like the DFS version of a BTC Maxi. You've tied your Twitter brand partly to the BTC Maxi stuff. And now you're in a tough spot because, you know, you can't do buy ETH tweets, but you're not as bullish on saying buy BTC tweet. You're like Jack Settleman trying to tell people to buy the dip on top shot. I I have been all the difficult. I've I've not gone to that level. I, if I say, if I say buy Bitcoin, it means I actually did it myself. I would never, I would never, uh, I would never shill something I was not actually buying for sure. All right. Davis thoughts on Solana. I, I own, Did I have you read the white paper yesterday, Dave. I have, I have a, the, my, my, my lone alt bag that I have left that I haven't gotten rid of is I have 150 stellar lumens somewhere in a cold wallet. And I, I got to find a way to retrieve them. That's Good it. Luck. That's all I got. All right. Uh, moving on to football talk. Did you guys see the schedule <laughs> released today? Say the only, only Solano I know is Donovan Solano. Hey, Pete doesn't know that. Dave doesn't know who that is either. Dave, okay, this is a good game. Laden, Laden thinks. Laden thinks. When is the last time all of us think Dave registered a DFS contest? Uh, I'll start. I'll start with Pete. When do you think the last time Dave registered for a DFS contest was? Your gut instinct is to say something absurd like three or four months ago, but I know we played some like random NBA second half showdown slates. I'll say he did something like six days ago total i still think a little longer than that but i do think it was some random second <laughs> thing that he was like watching on tv it's like oh shit i gotta play this i i'm um, gonna say i'm gonna say me. yeah i so i think the fact that um top shot has decreased in visibility is definitely giving dave a little bit more free time that there's just a little bit less to track wait 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 i have an important thing so that new th- the the new DFS style game that Moment Tranks is doing, yeah, yeah. Dave has early access to that. Hundred percent, yes. That might throw things off. Does that, that doesn't count? count. No, DK or FanDuel only. Okay. Yeah, you don't have to. I do have access. Dave, are you? Do you have access? No one has reached out to me. No. <laughs> oh, he's so mad about it. I don't know. What? I don't know that I could do it. I don't know that Davis, you see, you think I have all this free time, but honestly, I have to sometimes just shut like shut down my browser because there's so much like going on right now. It's not just like DFS and sports and work. Now it's like it, it like NFTs top shot has brought into this world, like just following guys that are like on top shot that we have not had experience to like Andy MBL Jack, like these guys are in their own little areas, like their own little niches. And so like when they tweet stuff, like I think, I feel like my mind is just going in a million different directions and it's just constant. Tell. Yeah. <laughs> so like you think I have all this free time and, and let me just tell you um doesn't I, feel very healthy for you bud i don't think it is i think i think what why I don't need to why don't you just convert it liquidate? all why don't you just convert it all to eth i just need to liquidate that's what that's what we're gonna do how how much has holly been on this journey by the way my answer is my answer is gonna be it's been within a month and three weeks in in that range i think that's probably about right wow i nothing within the past 
Uh, Have seven. you played a one baseball contest? No, zero shot. Zero. <laughs> but like, but like DFS is like DFS is different than like action, like in, in general, right? Like it's it's a lot easier to have action in the state sports of Tennessee. Now. Yeah, well, we know we know you're a whale sports better yeah. now. Well, no, it, no, it, I, I I played MMA DFS on Saturday, made all my lineups, and then had a fight get scratched and had to go redo them. I'm like, why do I even do this? Like, it you just, should you should play uh, tennis DFS. That's what uh, Brian's trying to get me into to play. He we're gonna. I, I got a walk over the last two days in a row. Really? So are are Tuttle and I the only members of the Swolecast that are grinding it out still? Grinding? Yes, a hundred percent. I'm I don't know if right that's, now, I, that's, right now, I don't think that's anything flicks. to brag about though. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's true. It's totally wasted time. I, of all the thousands of things going on in this bull market right now, you could spend your, your time and money on yeah. DFS, probably dead last. Top shots, maybe dead last, but then DFS. Yeah, but you got to do it, bro. Because what if you get a number one LeBron? You know, I wanted to get my thoughts out there actually about this most recent pack drop. Oh, that's yeah, here we go. Uh, the Bear Channel. No, you know, I'm just honestly, this this makes me so bullish. I'm super happy <laughs> that Top Shot is now catering to the people that don't care about money. They're catering to the true collectors by you know offering these negative EV packs. So I'm just hoping that this gets those rent seekers out of there, and then us true collectors can stay strong. You know, eat eat losses on these packs, but we're, we're gonna get cool moments in the process. What are what are some of the cool moments you've been eyeing, Tuttle, to add to your true collection? <laughs> well, I got this awesome Terry Rozier showdown dunk. Um, that's currently go. selling about half of what I paid for the pack. <laughs> um, but it's okay because I got five other base moments worth about three bucks each. So, the market is what the market is, right? Like you can't. <laughs> words no, of, Dave. Words Dave. Of wisdom. This is the thing that people Market's have gotten wrong market. the whole time. Rohan, Rohan, and the Dapper team does not give a shit about your bags. All they Wait, care about is selling. No more way! Bags. If only somebody was saying that since the beginning. Holy shit! Oh wow! There is a uh, listen. The collector score is one hundred percent a move in the right direction for what they should be doing. Like they, let's go pump their bags, Dave. I agree. should be doing that. They rewarded those collectors that have right. proven loyalty with a negative EV pack. Well, if you're right. if you're under five thousand, you're a rent seeker. Am I right, Pete? <laughs> well, it was forty seven hundred. People got so triggered by that tweet. <laughs> so, it was such. What well, was it? Job. I missed it. <laughs> no, I just I, I looked at what my score was and then picked right underneath it and said, "If you didn't have over that, you were a rent seeker." And there were a lot of people that didn't realize that was a joke. Um, but it, we knew this day was coming, right? Like there were all the people who were upset they couldn't get a pack. And we said to them, I said, okay, that is fine, but you have to be ready that when you can get packs, your packs aren't going to be worth a lot of money. Now the packs aren't worth a lot of money. It was actually pretty easy to get a pack, you know, recently. And now everyone's upset, threatening to leave Top Shot. It's like, That's okay. That's funny. Yeah, yeah you, you, did, you weren't funny. actually interested in the availability of packs. You wanted yeah. packs that were readily available and worth a shit ton of money. Right, but what, what the, what's funny about it is most of these, or a lot of these people still were like taking the high road and saying they're these awesome collectors, right? Like there was definitely overlap between the two groups. Yeah. And I think they're... I, I think it's good. I, I think it's good to now have now, maybe they don't get enough people in line to sell out a rare pack for $150. Like I think that finding that equilibrium is good. Go ahead, Tuttle. I, I'm good. I said, no? I, I, I said my piece. Oh, I'm, I'm just glad we're getting these rent seekers out of there. Unlike I guys need... with me that have like 30 
Cameron Payne moments. <laughs> I'm gonna need Top Shot to pump. Otherwise, I gave I gave Dan Bach a free roll yeah. on that on that bet. Yeah, yeah you're not gonna, I mean you're drawing. You're not gonna win that bet slow. now. Wait, what's the, the, bet? the best? The best part was you guys were like trying to dunk on him nice and early. Too. Well, because like it appeared that the way things were going. Oh, yeah. we crazy could still how, crazy how that happens. I still think we could see some kind of auction thing that uh, could get spicy. I I think a number one LeBron cosmic Kobe tribute dunk is still going for a million. We like there's been no trace of an actual high end market outside of like people throwing back. There still needs to be a phys, and I will just like it's coming. It like it's it's inevitable, but we still need something physical that corresponds with the digital a physical frame that you can display it and we're starting to see some of these things present themselves not to bring up another but just something i i i know and the first time i've seen it is like the whole board eight yacht club someone did a 3d model and printed it out on their 3d printer so that person had their board ape like digital nft they had like the physical version of it as well like that stuff needs and will come to the space and i think that will attract more um davis type people into the space <laughs> me kitchen, and, me and dan bach with our with our boomer mobiles <laughs> yeah kitchen i'm actually shocked you don't have board ape photos up over your shoulder right now I, I mean, I was at the office and I had to come home. I mean, given more time, I probably would have uh, bitted it up a little bit. Yeah, but. that does remind me uh, in Devin, I think in the chat here, uh, dingling, if you're watching, I'll give you yeah. $50 to buy a, a moment for a million dollars before the season ends, just yeah. so I can save a little face. Thank you. There you go. It, and number one, something number one, something... So Jordan Case, yes, we this, were this we were we were opening packs the other day. We got it was the the reservation packs, and we we were in a group chat together, and we always post what we pulled. He pulled a number one Torian Prince, so it's it's out of twelve thousand because it's his first moment. Insta sold for thirty five hundred dollars. Instant Torian Prince number one sold for thirty five hundred dollars. So I I don't think I I don't think I buy you know top shot is dying no one cares like i don't or there's, I, or there's still stupid people buying high low serials of bad players because they think no that's i i i still i think i mean relative to dave i i probably look like an actual grizzly bear but relative to the market i i still feel pretty bullish i think you know five ten years yeah it's a long oh, it's, a, it's a long long game. long term you guys might still get something on those season ones Gosh, You're still right. on long term. Yeah, nah, of Pete, Pete, I, I, I have a question immediate. for you. Yeah. Has has the 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 tenor in chat and and on Twitter for you changed for Club Top Shot as the market has gone down, or do people not really care and people are just hanging out and having fun? No, I mean we Club Top Shot talks about Top Shot on like five to ten percent of our total right. amount of stuff. So everyone who's watching now kind of knows what the deal is. Um. Yeah, it's interesting. Like in the the general Top Shot chat in my Discord, I mean they're they're still they're still plugging away. They they're it's like the conversations are so cyclical. You know, it's always like, what's going to be the thing that you know boosts the market? What are the things coming up? Um, I don't know. Uh, 
it seems like they have their core base. Uh, and did you see the did you see the Hornets deal that they did? That's that's kind of moving yeah, cool. in the right direction, I think, for yeah. what we're looking for. Utility utility they just announced a quest a showcase quest here's you, the thing uh, you I complete don't need the utility showcase. when we have community so you complete the showcase quest and you'll re receive a random serial number ben simmons cool cats moments which i'm guessing you have to have also as a part of the lamello master challenge so that's interesting all right um Final thoughts, final thoughts. You guys excited for that uh, week six Buffalo and Tennessee Monday night football game? No. We didn't no, even I'm talk not. about like our dynasty drafts. Like I've been, I've been pretty involved in dynasty drafts. Yeah, we should, we should talk about how Pete refuses to download group me and the entire league is making fun of him because that's how all the league messages are communicated. Yeah, I'm not in a group me chat. I timed out. Everyone's pissed at me. <laughs> I was asking Davis to tell the group chat that I was looking to trade. They down. all they all told me they all said, "Is this a bit? Are you and Pete doing a bit?" And I was like, "No, he really just won't download group me." <laughs> I, I mean, we've talked about this before. There's just too many goddamn too many apps. messaging yeah. apps. Like it's same with you. Like you don't like going into Discord because it's just another app for you. I'm like group me. Are you kidding? Levitan's pulled me into Telegram for some of these chats, and I'm like, that's my max. I mean, this group me bullshit. It, it's it's got to go. Been having like kind of boomer rough. No, no, not boomer. What 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 is too much is doing what Dave is doing, which is literally never logging off, not <laughs> like like not sleeping, aping into every, like it's just like what Dave is doing is not. I do not co-sign these life choices, Dave. Hey, uh, I, but I, I mean, there are moment. there are healthy stuff. You guys see these oh right here. Gosh. So they're awesome, David. They look like Adidas. They're they're yeah, they're ultra. Boost. Those are the ultra boost, Dan. Oh okay. gosh, okay. Hang on, Dan, you don't even know about the ultra boost. Get no out of here. Unpacked. Those are not like cool shoes, though. They no. are two cool shoes. I mean, I like it, not. They're dead no, shoes. They're, they're like there are like ten million of those distributed like across the United States yeah, right I'm not now. A sneaker head. I'm not a sneaker head. Yeah, he wants. I don't need a ferocious. I don't need a ferocious shoe to rock around. Look, I only I only <laughs> buy shoes with serial numbers. Okay. <laughs> I only oh. buy shoes with blood in them. This is what I love. So Dave, you know, he's positioning himself as you know, hot dad summer as the ultimate dad influencer. Right. Yet he crowdsourced that shoe purchase on Twitter and is then yeah. positioning himself as the one who discovered these shoes. Don't no, 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 no. I gave, I gave a shout out to the people. I am not <laughs> positioning myself as a dad influencer. I'm positioning myself as a dad that needs help from like people that understand what they're doing. Like, with hey, just both just send me a telegram, dude. I'm more than happy to help you out. Davis, you're wearing a jersey over a white t-shirt right now. Like, That's a look, bro. <laughs> well, it is a look, yes, but it's not the one that I will be going for for hot dad summer. I can tell well, you trust that. me, if I was if I was ripped enough, there would be no t-shirt on underneath here. Yeah, I know exactly. Like, but where I, when I come from, like when your oh, former God. maxis were there. No one wore a T-shirt under their jersey. If you wore a T-shirt under your jersey, you were like a uh, a bench warmer, someone that's like just it's not a cool look for me. Anyways, I mean, okay, I guess I should say Ultra Boosts are definitely 
above like new balances, but you need yeah. to go a little bit more niche if you actually want to be a dad fluencer. But no, that's the thing. I don't think you understand Davis and, and, and Peter, you don't understand quite as much, but one day you will, like you will get out of touch. You will lose, you will lose yourself. Here, I'll send you, I'll send you the, like the, the most hype beast Adidas there are right now. I'm going to put this, I'm going to put this in the the chat on Zoom. I don't need like a hype beast shoe. I just need something that is going, that I'm not going to look like a boomer. Well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make it so that like, maybe, maybe like someone at the mall would be like, dude, cool shoes, bro. These look like the, the Adidas. Oh my God. Everyone's in the 90s. Yeah. These are the indoor soccer shoes. Yeah. These oh are gosh. these are what are yeah, those were this the, is the most cool ones right now. No, those were hot, literally. Yeah, those that were the, was, those were the most ubiquitous soccer oh, trainer shoes. Yep. I'm just telling oh, you that man. these right now are the most cool. I'm gonna get my like it like if Jinkos come out with this, then I am in no. Let's see. That's, you a, wear, that's like, another thing that's coming back, not Jinkos, but but big baggy Dickies pants. I can never pull them <laughs> off because I'm too short, but that is like very much the look right now. See, I just need stuff that I'm not going to look like um, just some random schlub, basically. You yeah, know, there's some sort I of want, I want Kitchen to go full hype beast. The dad walking around the playground just all blinged out. Should we get, should I get, should I get Dave like some like very, like very choice stuff? I, I don't want to spend the money on it, but it would be such a good bit to see him wearing. Yeah. Like, what if, what if we do this? We need, what if we did like a midsummer secret Santa type thing where we all pull a name and we outfit each of us for a hundred dollars? We, we have to, you have to dress someone else. That's the thing. A hundred dollars these days doesn't get you. Yeah, hundred, hundred. Yeah, hundred dollars. Thanks, I, Uncle Joe. If we want to up it, I mean, that's fine. I just I want I want to be able to spend responsibly. I think I can make Dave look good for a hundred bucks. People have tried less. All right, uh, that'll do it for the show. Let us know in the comments uh, what you think about the new uh, Busanitz Pro Shoes, the uh, Hype Beast Indoor Soccer. We re- we wore these in indoor soccer, like. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, they're, they're the Samba, says the people are saying. I don't, I don't, I don't know if any of that is true or not because I am yeah. uh, not a hundred, but I, <laughs> I just know, I just know that these are what are cool now. This guy D in the chat has to be a kitchen burner. As an artist say? myself, Kitchen put me on NFTs months ago on one of your shows and now I'm working on them. There's no way that's a real person. A uh, kitchen's going to send a, oh man. Yeah, let me know what you <laughs> let me know. Let me get that drop, dog. <laughs> Make sure. All right. That will do it. Uh looks like Kuma is pumping. So we're gonna get out of here. <laughs> Thanks to Peter Overset, Davis Matic, and Dan at Mr. Tuttle 05 Gasper. I'm Soccer Dave. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Devin, for producing the show. We'll see you next time here on the Swole Castle,